Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. my show say what when where and the question I've asked my whole life why <laughs> and um, tonight I'm going to talk about what's in a name what's in a name since ancient times people have been giving names that reflect something of significance or even sometimes describe the course of a person's life. In the Bible, Solomon's name meant peace. And when his father, King David, died and Solomon became king, during his reign as king, his kingdom had no war because his name carried that vibration of peace. It's kind of like the way uh, President Obama's name carries a vibration of peace. And and tribal peoples have for eons, they wait until the baby is born. And then collectively, the community listens for the baby's musical tone before they give the baby a name. They all just listen to hear the baby's unique sound, and then from that sound, they create the name. And that's why some of the names that have come down uh, from these ancient ancient tribal communities sound different uh, to us than maybe some of the names today, like Tyrone. And the girl who just won the Academy Award for the Best Supporting Actress, Lupita, Lupita, this was a sound that was heard within her, and that name was her power, and she's just won the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress. You know, somewhere back when everything was just first getting started, someone had to give names to stuff. This is just an overwhelming thought to me. I mean, the Bible says that Adam named everything. But I just can't imagine having to come up with the names for everything. When you think about all of the different minerals or all of the different kinds of trees or 
all of the different kinds of flowers. Did you ever go to the state fair and go to the entomology displays and see how many different kinds of bugs there are? <laughs> Here in my office, I have a collection of butterflies. So I bought this collection at an estate sale here in the retirement community where I live. There are at least 20 different kinds of butterflies and moths represented in this collection. I only recognize the monarch butterfly. I have no idea what the names of all the other ones are. Who do you think came up with all the names for oxygen and hydrogen or salt or sugar or milk or cotton candy or heart or liver, chair, bed? <laughs> Today we talk about going to bed as having sex. So this is kind of how words take on new meanings. You know, words usually go back to a major uh, group grouping, like is it animal or vegetable or mineral? You know, like take the word whale, the name whale. A whale is an animal of a chordate group of vertebrae who are mammals. And you know what? So are we. <laughs> Because a mammal bears their live, uh, their young alive, and they nurse them at their breasts, which have mammarine glands of milk, hence the word mammal. Well, every year new words are added to the, new names of things are added to the Webster's Dictionary. <laughs> this year so far we've added derp, <laughs> D-E-R-P, derp. It means stupid, meaningless language. <laughs> and twerk. <laughs> T-W-E-R-K. Twerk. This means dancing that involves thrusting the hip movements. Two new space words, space tourism and hackerspace. I think we're showing a new interest in space. And then geek cheek. This is someone that, you know, is kind of geeky that wears certain things. So that's geek chic. Buzzworthy, the selfie, and me time. <laughs> now, in 2012, some of the new names were cloud computing, bucket list, sexting, an aha moment, game changer, and man cave. <laughs> And there was a new element named. It's Copernicium. I probably didn't say that right, but Copernicium. And then in 2011, we added the names .com, digital, social media, cougar, and tweet. So we're, you know, we're constantly uh, naming new names. And last year, the most searched word or name on the internet was science. I find that this is just fascinating because I think folks are beginning to wake up. What does science say about things? Because we've been fed a pretty childish story about how this whole thing started here on Earth. I mean, come on, six days. <laughs> when it's nearly indisputable that life here on Earth has been here for millions and millions of years. 
I don't really understand how people can hold on to a creation story that is so far-fetched and totally unsupported by scientific facts. And perhaps that is the beginning to be true for most people. It's just too far-fetched. So science is the number one name that has been searched by all of the people in the world last year. And two other words in the top ten words that were searched by all of the people of the world were ethics and integrity. This is also so encouraging to me because this also tells me that people are beginning to wake up. Folks are just not going to continue to be used and abused anymore. Now, something that is ethical is what is acceptable and proper behavior, correct and decent, honest, impossible to criticize, virtuous. Boy, oh boy, I love that word named virtuous. Because another person and I have started a business in Bellevue, Nebraska. It's a used car business. And our, to ourselves, we call our business our kingdom of virtue. <laughs> we don't advertise the business that way. But this is our own personal foundation for the business. Because he also has a repair uh, shop that fixes cars. So we take these used cars that we buy from other people. We we get some of them from Craigslist, or sometimes they just come into the car lot and bring us their car to sell. And we go to auctions and buy cars. And then we take these cars to the repair shop, and we go over them and see what is wrong with them. And then we fix all those things that would make the car dangerous or something that's going to cause the person who buys the car to have a problem right off the bat. And then after the cars are repaired, we put them on the used car lot, which is on a very heavily trafficked street in Bellevue. Now, I think that people, when they drive down that street, that they can feel the magnetism of our car lot. Because, you know, our bodies are an electromagnetic field of energy, we're made of oxygen and hydrogen and carbon and sulfur and magnesium and a bunch of other elements. And all these elements are held together by love. Because the cohesive cement of the universe is love. The Bible puts it this way. All things are held together by the word of his power. The word. The word it's a name of his power. And that original word was, let there be light. And then the light filled up the darkness, and then everything came out of the light. And there's just a big dance going on in this light. <laughs> a lot of twerking going on. <laughs> Biophotons of light live streaming into our bodies, uniting with the chromosomes of our body and twerking. This interchange is happening within this electromagnetic energy field of life, which is powered by love. And what I believe is that when people drive up and down Fort Crook Road in Bellevue, Nebraska, their electromagnetic energy field... <clears throat> 
which is held together by love, resonates with the electromagnetic energy field of our yard of our used car lot, which is run by love, and they just drive in and buy our cars because deep down inside of their soul, they know that they are in a kingdom of virtue where there is no possibility of anything other than decent, proper, honest, correct, and virtuous actions going on. And they get a really good used car. (laughs) Do you know, we even set up the payments for them ourselves according to what they can afford. And they just pay us and don't have to go through a bank and all of their shenanigans and stupid rules and regulations. Because the other word that is in the top ten of all the searched words on the inter- on the Internet is integrity. And it's my integrity and my partner's integrity that ensures the ethics of our kingdom of virtue. Because integrity is a concept of internal consistency of actions and values and methods and measures and principles and expectations and outcomes. Because integrity is a personal choice. This comes from within. It's an uncompromising and predictably consistent commitment to honor moral ethical, spiritual, and artistic values and principles. So because of the internal consistency of our own personal integrity, our kingdom of virtue will stand, and it'll be a bright light within the darkness of Bellevue. And the fact that people are searching out the meanings of ethics and integrity tells me that people are just getting sick and tired of being taken advantage of. They're getting sick and tired of being lied to. Just sick and tired of slut culture, police report on the news, stupid rules. Sick and tired of crisis management and zero risk tolerance in the face of bell curve realities. And overregulation of sovereign created sacred principles of liberty and freedom for the soul. The fact that people are searching out the meanings of ethics and integrity tells me that we're taking back our own personal power to make decisions for ourselves and to take back the control of our own lives because we now are willing to be responsible and we want to create a future for ourselves that respects and honors the individual within the collective. Now, the second most searched word last year was cognitive. So this tells me that people want to know how they operate. People want to know. They want to be aware. I'm so thrilled about this. (laughs) So what's in a name? Here we have a picture of a collective who is now cognitive, who knows, who can't be tricked anymore who can't be hoodwinked anymore, who can't be lied to anymore, and who now has ethics 
that predict and rule their behavior, which is now in integrity, impossible to criticize. And the third most researched world was rapport. Now, this tells me that people want to get, a, get along. People want to love one another because rapport, that's R-A-P-P-O-R-T, is a relationship of mutual trust and respect. Rapport is about appreciating. And people who want to have rapport with one another want to live in harmony rather than judgment and disagreement. People want to live in peace and not have to fight for anything anymore, fight for their rights, fight the good fight of faith, fight the battle with cancer, fight for freedom and justice for all. These are ways that the current systems teach us to endure. But we don't have to do endure anymore. We can be in rapport, because <laughs> rapport ends the struggle. Rapport brings peace, and we just love our brother as ourselves. And you will just be amazed at what this one name, rapport, this word, will bring to your immediate circumstances. Because appreciating and respecting yourself, appreciating what you have, and appreciating and respecting others, and respecting what they have, just this one thing, rapport, beginning to be in rapport with yourself and everything around you will change your life. (laughs) Well, words are names that have been given to things and people and places, actions and ideas, and words are sounds. And each sound has its own unique vibration. And that vibration goes into the ether and creates what is spoken. So names create. In the early church, when the Christians were not cognizant, they did not know or understand what Jesus was telling them. Uh, Jesus had said to them, I'll, I'll teach you some basic things, but I'm going to go away, but I will activate the Holy Spirit in you, and the Holy Spirit will keep guide you and teach you all truth. So today we now know and are cognizant that the activation of the Holy Spirit in them was actually the reactivation of the pineal gland which had been dulled and had atrophied down through the dark ages. But at the beginning these Christians didn't know that they had the same power in them that Jesus had even though Jesus told them, the things I do, you will do, and greater things shall you do. But, I mean, even today, 2014 years later, it's hard for us to think in terms of being able to do what Jesus did. Have you raised the dead lately? Do you know of anyone who resurrected after they died? Anyway, words make sounds, and those sounds create So that is why in the early church, when people would pray, they would pray in the name of Jesus. Because they didn't know their own power, but they knew that Jesus had power. And by speaking his name, they believed they could impregnate their prayers with his living power to create. And this does work. It isn't the highest power you can use to create, but it is a way 
to create. But the highest power to create is to use your own name. Now, I have learned this for myself, and that is why I wanted to do this show, What's in a Name? Because all power in heaven and earth is in our name. When we speak forth from within ourselves, we are creating each and every second. I have remembered in the past that I've suggested that you carry a tape recorder and record and record what you say just for one day. You'll be amazed and you'll also be horrified. <laughs> but this is the best way I know of becoming cognizant of what you're really doing. This is pure science in action. Recording your voice, speaking your words that are creating your life. Because the fourth most searched word on the Internet was communication. So the four most searched names, science, cognitive, rapport, and communication, you can learn the science of the spoken word, be cognitive of your communication, and establish rapport with yourself and everyone else by recording what you say all day long for just one day. Just do it for fun. So let me tell you what I found out about using my own name. Well, first of all, I had to be okay with my name. (laughs) My mother had told me she made my name up. She said she took the first part of her name, which was Mary, And the last part of the word mercy, and she made Marcy. (laughs) And she added Anne because she said she thought it sounded pretty. And she said that I was a beautiful newborn baby, and she knew that I was going to be pretty, and so she wanted me to have a pretty name. And everyone in the family called me Marcy Anne. But when I went to school, I was just called Marcy. And then later on in college, I was called Mars. <laughs> well, when I moved to California in 1986, I was still going by just Marcy at work. And, and all of my friends just called me Marcy. But when I moved to Orange County in 1994 to start my wedding business, I used my whole name, Marcy Ann Cheek. And I added Reverend because that is the accepted designated name for a person who is legal to marry people in the state of California. So I called myself Reverend Marcy Ann Cheek. Even though I don't believe anyone is more reverend than anyone else and and why ministers are called reverend is absurd to me. Uh, In the dictionary, it says the reverend is correctly called a style, but is often and in most dictionaries called a title or form of address, title of respect. But the word comes from the Latin word reverendus, which is from a verb, (laughs) reverie. R-E-V-E-R-E-R-I, which means to respect, to revere. Now, within churchdom, (laughs) uh, 
a Roman Catholic bishops are usually called the most reverend. Uh, Anglican bishops are called the right reverend. And some Reformed churches have used the title the reverend mister for their clergy. So the, if the name reverend means to respect, in my way of thinking, we are all a reverend. <laughs> and all of us need to revere one another. In the Bible, it says that all of us are subject to like passions. So pastors and priests are just men who have chosen a path of service to their fellow human beings. But they have the same passions and strengths and weaknesses as their fellow human beings. We shouldn't expect them to be different from ourselves, but each of us is to revere and respect one another. This idea that the clergy is somehow different than we are came from the erroneous teachings that Jesus is some, somehow different than we are. <clears throat> and yet the Bible says that Jesus was tried and tested and tempted in all ways such as we are yet without sin. So his last time on earth, he finally made it without sin. Well, but what about all the other times he was here? David lusted after Bathsheba, and he had her husband killed so he could have her. <laughs> so if we could just cognize and know who Jesus was and is, and cognize and know that we are the same as he was and is, that we can do what he did and does, and we cognize and know that no one is any better or any worse than anyone else. In fact, no one is like anyone else. And all of us are a reverend, loved and cherished for exactly who we are, and then we can begin to accept ourselves and begin to identify with our name. And then when you begin to identify with yourself as your name, absolutely outstanding things are going to begin to happen to you. This is what happened to me. I met with the salesman from the Orange County Register newspaper, who was the company who developed and designed my web page way back in 1997. Before anyone was on the Internet, before anyone even cognized or knew what the Internet was, and he asked me what I wanted to call my web page. And so all I could think of was Marcianne. I mean, I just thought to myself, well, I am Marcianne. God told Moses to tell the Egyptians that the I am sent him. So I am Marcianne. <laughs> so my webpage was developed as www.marcianne.com. <laughs> and the rest is history. 20 years of doing beach weddings for couples from all 50 of the United States and 28 foreign countries. Who knew? Who could have possibly imagined, even their, in their wildest dreams, what was going to happen? It all started with my name, Marcy Ann. I am Marcy Ann. 
And now I'm an internationally known celebrant who has married over 3,500 couples from all over the world. I am Marcy Ann, who created the sand ceremony for the world to symbolize the joining together of two souls at the beach. And if you put sand ceremony today in Google, more than 2 million hits come up. All this started with me and my name, Marcy Ann. So tonight, just take a moment to say your name. Say your name out loud with me. I'll say my name and you say your name. Ready? Go. Marcy Ann. Marcy Ann. Marcy Ann. Did you say your name? <laughs> well, what did you feel? Did some thoughts come up? Do you like your name? What does your name mean to you? What is connected to your, your name? How are you known at home? And how are you known at work? Do people use your real name? It's important to use your real name because when you were born, that name was recorded in the records and your name has a unique and specific vibration connected to it. It's a code. It's a key code. It's a key code. And you're the only one with this key. And this key opens all the doors to everything that you have ever desired. Those deep desires of your heart. The key to opening up the doors of your fondest hopes. This key code will open the doors of your most impossible dreams to come true. So I just encourage you to begin to say your name every day. Say your name out loud when you first get up. Say your name as you wash your face and brush your teeth. And say your name while you are driving. Begin to identify and bond with your name. Your name is the greatest power you have in your life. And just by beginning to say your name to yourself, you will open up avenues of expression that are just waiting there, just waiting there for expression, because your name is power. So just set a purpose today to know the science of your name, be cognitive of the power of your name, build a rapport with your name and begin your true and honest, proper and correct, virtuous communication as a human being. That's our show for today. Thanks so much for listening. You can contact Marcy Ann on her website, www.marcyann.com. 
You can also view all of Marcy Ann's videos on YouTube by putting Marcy Ann in the YouTube search window. You can download her book for free at www.MrWriteForMe.com. And if you want to go into business for yourself, take a look at Marcy Ann's Weddings and Celebrations Business Startup Course at www.WeddingOfficiantSchool.com. The Middle of the Week Pick Me Up Energy Show is broadcast live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Coast Time from Marcian's Studios in Southern California. All shows are also archived and can be listened to at any time in any place in the world. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.